Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. Kyle's put together quite an episode or two coming up here. Probably gonna, two. Going to dive into old Operation Mannequin, which I don't know a thing about, so I'm kind of stoked on that. It's a wild ride. But first, we got to get through the business, so you guys know how that goes. Check us out on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and come and hang out with us. Leave us cool shit, creepy encounters, creepy stories you come across on the internet. Just pretty much come and hang out and make the community as good as it can be because it's already dope. If you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to get to us for us to feature on a future show, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can write your story out and email it to us. You can record it on your smartphone or any device you got, really, and then shoot that over to the email, which will be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the website, uh, socials, whatever you want to do. You can also call our cell phone and leave a message. You can text it, whatever you want to do, really, and that number is going to be 1618-556-0837, and I also put that number in our show notes, so... You really don't have to remember to write it down. It's it's in there in the show notes. You can use it. Give us a call. Hell yeah. And like I said, hopefully before long, we'll get our shit together where on a Saturday or even Fridays, we can accept phone calls for live interviews. And talk about it. And talk about it. So if you're wondering how you can support the show, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. First and foremost, tell all of your weird friends about us. Help spread the word. Share episodes, you know the deal, how it goes. Any little bit helps. All the new ears we fall on is much appreciated and helps kind of push our show up. We have a Patreon, yeah. We have a Patreon, you can go over there and check it out, see what kind of tiers we got. If there's something that interests you, you can subscribe to that and get extra content and some cool stickers and magnets and buttons and shirts and shit like that. We have a Venmo, you can throw some pocket change into the Venmo for our monsters or our Illuminati card game, which we're getting pretty close. Shout yeah. out to Allison for another dope. Yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Donation. Donation. That's it. I was actually going to bring her up too. I was going to be like, you are a crazy, crazy lady, but she's, we love you. She's like, a, you are a number one. Crazy. A number one. It's crazy. I love it. But you can do that. We also, um, Patreon, Venmo. Go to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a nice five-star rating and review, and we'll gladly shout you out. Um, we say the F word on the show, so if that's something you can't handle, you're probably going to have to find a different show. Yeah, or, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. This is the way we talk to each other. But we do appreciate it's personal. We do appreciate you all who come and point out that you don't like hearing us say it. Yeah. So. Also, real quick before we get further on down <laughs> a rabbit hole here, go. Uh, I got a funny little shout out because my wife was telling me about it. But a lot of people do a lot of things for us, you know. And when we have the opportunity to give back, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to do so. So we have Lauren from Texas, who was basically our first submission. Shout out, Lauren. Yeah, and she also hooked us up with these dope ass. Uh, smell goods yeah air fresheners for the car and they're in the shape of bigfoot right so she's got an etsy store which i'm going to try to put the link to her etsy store in 
the description if you want some cool and they smell fantastic so if you want to go pick one up do so i highly recommend it but the story is that so she's selling it on her etsy store she had my wife help take a decorative picture for it and my wife put it on this little like log plate you know slice of a tree yes make it look a little more artsy you know well lauren poor lauren actually got a bad review which brought her store rating down welcome to our world lauren right which brought her store rating down because of false advertisement the guy was claiming that well as although he enjoyed the air freshener and the smell it was false advertisement because the log didn't come with it. And I thought it was so asinine. And I told my wife, I'm like, that would be like me ordering you a pair of underwear and being pissy because the model didn't come with it. Like it is, what a it, weird it's ridiculous. World. So it, it, on all serious note, if, if you're interested in that type of shit, Go find her store, leave her a good review, get her rating back up. Buy and, your Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, buy some cool shit. It doesn't smell like an actual Bigfoot. No, it's it's actually it smells pleasant. Good. So, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Like I said, people do. there are a lot of you guys out there that do a lot for us. Yeah, we love you guys. So whenever we have the opportunity to to voluntarily give back, we we will do that as best we can. Definitely. So, That being said... Definitely go to where you listen to your podcast and leave us a dope five-star rating and review, and we'll appreciate you forever because that's cool when you guys do that. If you do leave us a five-star, I'll gladly shout you out. So this one comes to us from our friend Downstate Illinois. It says, Alien Skip It, five stars. Yeah. It says, hello, fellow Illinois brothers. Cracks open a monster. Great podcast. Love the content, wrestling references, and the thought of... Tying the alien's legs around my leg and using them as a skip, it literally had me rolling. Keep it up, brothers. That's what I'm talking Downstate, about. Downstate, we're here for you, dog. That's right. Anytime there's an alien invasion, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Moonsault off the top rope. I'm saying 3D through the table. <laughs> Both. Yeah. But, yeah, I was going to say something else. I was going to bitch about all the crybaby ratings. Nah, you whatever. can't do that. Maybe. With Keep the good coming. comes the bad. Yep, as long as our name's in your mouth, that's all that matters. That's right. Uh, from there, oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. We're totally going to get called out for not starting the show at a decent time because that's, that's okay. the other thing they like to do. They don't. They like to point out when we actually get into the meat of the show. So, well, if you, I'll let I'll let you know here in a minute. If you it's probably going to be about the ten minute mark. No, probably more than that. Probably about fifteen. So we're going to get a lot of sad faces for that. But if you haven't noticed, me and Steve like to chat, so you have that going for you. And <laughs> and from what I understand, there are a lot of people that are pleased with our chats. So, uh, you know, I'm we're not trying to be a dick, but... Anyway, now yeah. that we've got all that off our chest, we're going to roll right into our listener experience of the day. Comes from our week. best friend. Yeah, our homie Dom from Down Under... But he says, Stephen Kyle, thanks again for using my last submission. Apologies for any background noise. I'm generally at work whilst recording. I have another couple stories here. Both are more recent as far as my history with the strange go, but let me know what you guys think. Again, if you guys ever manage to get over here, we're welcome to hang out, drink beer, play pool, smash some... Kius? K-Y-U-S-S? Kius? Sure. 
Sorry, Dom, let me know. What, a kiosk? Yeah, we're going to smash a kiosk while yeah. we're laying some craziness to each other. Keep up the good work. You guys are awesome and are by far the, my number one podcast. Sorry, Tony. Stay cool, Dom. By the way, I really appreciate that you record your submissions at work. Just want yeah. to throw that out there. You're getting, you're getting paid to hang out with us, dog. That's awesome. That is sick. So here we go. Here we go, Dom story. Hey, Steve. Hey, Kyle. Um, this is Dom again from New Zealand, so just like to say thanks for playing that last entry. Um, it was quite funny to hear it back. And, um, yeah, you brought up a good point. Um, substance abuse and the telling of crazy stories um, doesn't always go well with some people. Um, but in my mind, I was just trying to be overly open and honest with you guys as far as what we were doing. Um, and to me... Uh, that sort of abuse, smaller amount of abuse that we were partaking in that day, um, doesn't, again, sort of constitute any group hallucinations or sort of group hysteria. Um, and even then, the first story that I told last time, um, we were pretty young, and I don't think we'd even touched the devil's lettuce at that point. Um, but yeah, good point. A um, couple new stories, a bit more up to date. A um, couple last last year actually um middle of covid uh yeah um so yeah i'm a bit of a bit of a bushman um i'm always out and about doing bushcraft and hammocking up and lighting a fire and you know just getting yourself back to nature not substance abusing um and yeah there's a couple of local spots nearer to me um within a regional park i won't go into it because it's now part of my job description where i uh work <laughs> um so yeah we were at the um a big lake and i'd gone up these waterfalls previously because there's a big swimming hole um bit of history in the area um it pretty much prior to colonization of the dirty red coat bastards um which obviously i was a part of at some point i'd say um yeah there was a few par sites so a par site is kind of a tribal village let's say um chief would probably have the highest spot um so i was near to this par site um and obviously i was up near a water course that obviously this this tribe at that point would have been using years ago um so yeah i'd crawled up these water uh, waterfalls um trying to scout out a new spot that's cool for a campsite um so yeah i got probably three waterfalls up further than i've ever been before um got to that point took my bag off because i was carrying 20 kgs of shit in the back um so i took that off crawled up another waterfall um yeah everything just went quiet it was one of those like middle of middle of summer so you got cicadas going off and everything's loud birds everything went dead still dead quiet um even the wind in the gorge which was pretty much prevailing all day going up there was stopped um yeah, so the local old tribal language, which is still in use today, is te reo Māori. Um, so a lot of people, Māori, um, the First Nations people here, talk it still. Um, but I, as I was um, pretty much just about to pick my bag back up and go for a cruise further up, um, to my left and to my right was what sounded like or well was te reo maori being spoken by two women <laughs> which sounded like they were just it sounded like that i wasn't there and they were just having a general conversation doing a bit of washing down at the fucking the riverside um 
So yeah, that was just going off next to me. Like literally someone talking in your left ear, someone talking in your right as if they were just having a conversation. Um, it was in Tereo Māori, so I don't really speak much of that language. Um, but I can understand enough to say that, yeah, that is Tereo Māori. Um, so yeah, on that as well, um, obviously I'd be getting a bit freaked out, which I was. As this isn't uh, an unusual thing, I've kind of developed a tolerance for it over the years of dealing with, I guess, sensitivity around the other side. Still, freaked me out. Um, not to the point of legging it and running off, but to the point of showing him a level of respect and saying, look, I'm aware you're here. Uh, hopefully I've not offended anyone. I'm just going to cruise back down these waterfalls here and um, park up. If you guys want to let me know that I'm doing it something wrong, then let me know. Um, so pick my bag up, turned around. Um, the voices as I'm walking away kind of faded out behind me. Um, but there was a massive splash, like someone had just done a big, what we call a manu, a big bomb pretty much into the water. Um, so yeah, that was spooky. Turned around and the water was dead flat. <laughs> so it was like an auditory sort of not hallucination but like the auditory sound of what might have been happening a few hundred years ago um that's all i could put it down to but this spot is renowned for such activity apparently um a couple of months after that i brought it up to my friend who's a complete science nerd doesn't believe in anything everything has to be proven there's no everything has to have a rational explanation um and another one of our mates came over who is maori and he brought up a couple of instances where his friends have been up that end of the lake and they've had similar sort of things go down um one of which was quite disturbing from what he was saying his friend was drowning out of the water he was like literally spewing up water and like drowning could not catch his breath so that sounded freaky as hell and god that didn't happen to me um couple of other little things i just want to bring up because ever since i've started being more open and talking about this to you guys and talking to this to my friends i've only generally had a select few people that ever want to discuss it even my wife doesn't really like hearing about it even though she kind of believes it she just um turns a blind eye to it and lets me deal with things <laughs> which is part of the other story um so yeah like i say being open and honest about things um, to people has kind of exacerbated things at my house, um, which is weird because it's a new build that we moved into in 2017. And um, so, yeah, me and my mate sat there chilling, um, not chilling as far as Devil's Lettuce chilling, but just chilling watching a movie until about one o'clock in the morning. We've got a little lamp on a stand next to the couch. I was sat there, my mate sat next to me. Um, I kind of caught out the corner of my eye the table tipping as in tipping more than 45 um someone holding it up pretty much which what it looked like and then releasing it which made the lamp go ba bong 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 against the wall and the table as it kind of tried to settle itself to which me and my mate were looking at each other looking back at the lamp rocking looking at each other looking at the ramp rocking <laughs> and he's just going what the fuck is that man and we're like yeah this stuff's kind of getting more and more now um so prior to that as well i was in bed wife's up so oh, no she was actually in bed with me this time um baby's in asleep upstairs uh dog's next to me so there's no movement in the house um and all you could hear was like you know, the little, in, not inflatable balls, but the ball pool balls, 
got a fucking ton of those floating around the house now. Um, but they were getting thrown against the wall and like rolling around and going down the stairs and it was just getting a bit weird. So yeah, ever since I've talked to you guys and been more open, um, whatever used to follow around me, um, back when I was a kid, that's another story. Um, seems to be a bit more active now seems to be a bit more open about things um yeah and i'm seeing a lot of a lot of light um orbs really is the only other way to describe it um everywhere in my house in my daughter's room whenever i go into in and in into the darkness to see her um so yeah don't know what to think of that um i'm not overly scared of it happening but you know it is what it is um be cool to see what you guys think anyway but yeah thanks again for um playing my entries it's quite funny um and yeah you said you guys would be uh keen to hang out if you guys are ever coming to new zealand you're welcome to stay at my house we'll just drink beers and um <clears throat> yeah beers um but yeah all good you guys stay cool keep doing what you're doing and um i look forward to hearing your next episodes choice cheers boys First off, thanks for your submission, Dom. You're one of my favorite uh, callers. Yeah. We were by no means judging you and what you like to partake no, in in your no, free time. No, no. Just putting that out there. If you Not at all. like to partake in Satan's spinach, then you know what? I'm here for you, dog. I've had it, bro. I'm here for it. But as far as your uh, encounters go, the first uh, one you were talking about with the voices and the splashes... Uh, definitely sounds like a residual yeah. haunting to me. It was the first thing that stuck out in my mind. Like, it's just it's just that energy of that period of time replaying itself. It could I have would, been a couple of girls down there playing by the, the water, and then the splash you heard was one of them jumping in. Yeah, something from millennia ago. Yeah. That you didn't, or that happened and just kind of stuck in the time, stuck in that time. You could even almost go back, go back there at around the same time and see if you hear the same kind of general noises because a residual haunting for lack of a better term will be continuous right it'll it'll keep happening the thing that freaked me out the most was you talking about the silence that kind of overcame everything yeah you hear that a lot in the missing 411 cases and a couple of the other ones we've covered people that go uh that kind of are on the fringe of being disappeared in missing 411 cases that will that will happen the forest will go silent, like you said. The 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 cicada and stuff just everything just stopped when it's supposed to be a noisy forest, and you hear that a lot in those cases. Um, the second part with well, before we go forward, yeah, another thing with the waterfall. Uh, they say that running water also amplifies. Oh yeah, that's true. That type <clears throat> of uh, activity, so yeah. that could be another reason why there is a residual type situation yeah, it's there as like well. A, Kind of like an energy conductor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your second story about your... Primarily what I wanted to focus on is the activity in your house ramping up since you started talking about it. Uh, you were not the first person to tell me this. No. Since our show came out. Uh, buddy I work with, Dan, he submis- submitted a couple stories and he says that the activity in his house has ramped up since he has acknowledged it again. So... I apologize for yeah. for kind of opening those doors again. I think I think it's just one of them things. Like when you, it's almost like for a back a lack of description, uh, like opening your third eye to it again, like opening that door within your mind 
like you've almost blocked it out for all yeah. these years and now that you have a platform to talk about it you're like oh you know like maybe this stuff didn't go away maybe i've just been ignoring it or maybe right. i haven't been noticing it but now that or maybe you severed the link to what was ever going on for all them years but re re-acknowledging it is rebuilding that link yeah where it's like all right well daddy's back let's uh let's have fun yeah. it's wild it is weird it is weird so yeah, I hope it doesn't get uh, malicious or terrible. That's no, for sure. No. But with that being said, uh, always love hearing your stories, Dom. Yeah, for sure, man. Always great stuff. Uh, I hope you're taking care down there, and uh, looking forward to the next one, bud. If we ever make it down there, which you probably won't, because Kyle's not going to cross the ocean. It's true. We'll definitely kick it. Yeah, absolutely. Though, if we did make it, I would definitely be down. So. You guys are going to be real mad because the show's not starting start until 22 minutes deep. We are rolling right into Operation Mannequin. I am stoked because I have no idea what this is about. It's we're crazy. we're about to find out. It's crazy because... So let's dance. There are a couple questions that or things that you've pointed out that actually get answered, which will be interesting. Oh, good. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I wanted to look up Super Soldiers, and Steve fell on uh, Max Spears... And a lot branches off from him, but I ended up finding this Operation Mannequin. And it's kind of weird because this guy, James Michael Casbolt, came out and writ- wrote a book about everything that he was going through. And it is so, it is so much more than him just being bred to be a super soldier that it really captivated me in a strange way because there are, there, 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 there are questions that we've had that borderline get answered. Uh, there are correlations in today's happenings. There, there's, there's a lot to go through. And so, you know, getting to the story, like I said, it's written by James Michael Casbolt. He was born in London in 1976. And by his claims, he was chosen for an intelligence agency, mind control slash genetic enhancement program before he was even born. And apparently the claim is, is that he was chosen for a few reasons. The obvious was that his family already had ties to the intelligence community and also the Illuminati. On top of that, apparently he possessed a rare genetic attribute that they were looking for. And in writing this, it, it instantly brought my brain to what China has been doing because China basically came out and said, yeah, we're trying to create super soldiers. And I know that they're using CRISPR-like technology to edit certain genes out of new generations mm. to start making people you know, uh, more immune to diseases maybe, and then maybe have enhanced attributes, you know, lung capacity, uh, and, uh, strength, uh, rid of pain, all that type of shit. You know, it's, it's hard telling. And then not to mention when you, when you look at this type of tech, we've always heard in this community that the tech that we are being told about is years behind what is actually available. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, so to think that, and then not to mention back in way back in the day, you had Russia trying to clone stuff there. You, you had the Nazis doing all types of experiments. So to, to assume that governments 
or even nefarious individuals would not continue the pursuit of that is just kind of foolish, really, in my opinion. Because once, once you know, Rush, I think they cloned that sheep. And once you had that success, why? Yeah, why would you just stop? Right, yeah. Why hey, we did it. The it next, works. the very next thing anyone's going to think about is, let's clone a human. Yeah, let's clone a velociraptor. Or that, which would be terrifying. Yeah. But it also wouldn't surprise me. Awesome. It would not surprise me. Um, To kind of touch on that a little bit, in my Max Spears research, which I'm trying to put together an episode on him, but there's so much goddamn information that it kind of just melted my brain for a little bit, so I had to walk away from it. Max talked about this project, Oak Tree, which falls exactly in line with what your dude's talking about. It this, actually pops up in, does it? in a mannequin. Not, I don't talk about I don't go into it deep. I might have even skipped over it a little bit because the book the book is relatively long and it's called uh Buried Alive Man Agent Buried Alive by James Casbolt. And I got a lot of this off uh bibliotechopolities.net. <laughs> so good luck finding that one. Uh but yeah, it, dude, it goes like his branches off into so many different things. It's just I it's just interesting that all of these guys that claim to be part of this program kind of touch on the same the same stuff. Oh, like, bro, the, a lot of these the guys weird, know each other. The weird bloodlines. And, like, this Project Oak Tree, Spears said that it was a campaign to find very specific women with specific genetic womb structures to house the embryos of these super That's soldiers. Weird. To, to essentially be surrogates to children that were born in the early to mid-1970s, which is exactly where Dude Falls, being born in, <laughs> what do you say, 76? Yeah. Because then Project I or Oak Tree goes into Project Ibis, which is yeah, basically the whole Yeah, it just starts to spiral into the super soldier. I just thought web. it was interesting that they kind of fall hand in hand into well, each and, other. Well, and then to touch on that, later on... This guy has conversations with Phil Schneider. He talks from, I forget the guy's name, but he talks to a dude from um, Montauk Project. Like, these guys all have ties to one another. In my, yeah, in some of the Spears interviews I was uh, watching, there's one from, there's an actual Super Soldier conference in Colorado, I believe. And Spears is in a room with another, another Super Soldier a guy claiming to be a super soldier. I can't remember who he was, but as they're sitting there talking, you can kind of see them linking up where they actually lived in the same cities at the same time, but didn't know it. That's weird. He's like, I lived, uh, we both lived in Las Vegas. And then we both lived in uh, San Diego. And then we both lived in Toronto. And it's, well, this it's might, almost like they were programmed. I was going to say this to might, follow one another this might around. shed light on why those guys did those types of things. So like, I don't know, man, it's bizarre. So getting back to anyway, it, sorry. yeah, getting back to it, uh, James's family, as mentioned, had ties, but his family itself were actually descendants from the French royal family of the French Revolution. So they have a royal bloodline, which doesn't surprise me at all, especially if the Illuminati is involved. His grandfather was a naval intelligence officer in World War II, so there you have intelligence tie right there. He was also a high-ranking member of the Sindelsham Grand Masonic Lodge in Berkshire. So there you have 
a more of like a Illuminati type tie. And they they talked about that in one of the interviews too. How Spears bloodline was linked to some like the Bush's bloodline or somebody's bloodline and. The other super soldier also had links to high, of course, it did high tier bloodlines. Of course, it did. I just keep interrupting. No, it's it fine. Just, it's just connecting the dots. Yeah, from these different stories is it's, so it's weird. Almost gives it more validation. Right now, James says that he's had constant death threats, and even other intelligence people die in suspicious ways hour bef- hours before they were supposed to meet. Because, like, you know, obviously James is coming forward with all this information as to what he's able to unlock during uh, regressions and, and stuff like that. But he states that this information was bigger than him and it, it all needs to get out. What they were doing could only be compared to what the Nazis did to the people during the, their World War II experiments. Um, Project Mannequin itself was started in 1972 and apparently is still being ran from a six-level underground facility in Peasmore, Berkshire. Apparently, it is an NSA facility. In the intelligence lingo, as stated in this book, it this this facility is referred to as AL-499 base. Mannequin itself is a mind control and genetic manipulation program run by the NSA, which is... You know, at this point in my research, I instantly throw a flag because what were they supposedly doing at Dulce? A bunch of genetic shit, shit, right? So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. James says that the the project would abduct targeted civilians and also certain intelligence. Hey, Holocult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have... Crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Slash military people. Some of these people would volunteer for the project, but the majority of them didn't have a fucking clue what they were getting into. Some of the people even got sold into the project, which is what happens with James, basically. Furthermore, 
some of these people were sold at birth or as young children. So there you have a tie possibly to missing children across the, the planet. A part of this project was to create sleeper agents, which later on went, or when they were adults, they would activate them unknowingly to become a hitman or espionage agent, which we all know what a sleeper agent is. James makes some pretty bold statements. He says that people can't even begin to fathom what the intelligent agencies actually are. They aren't like the glorified movies you see. It's all occult. Pedophile networks run by corrupt factions of illuminated degrees of Freemasonry. He states that everything in Mannequin is organized by Jewish Kabbalah occult system. They would use numerology and archimetry, which is advanced remote viewing. Even his name, James Casbolt, means decorated warrior of death and destruction in Kabbalah numerology. <laughs> well. So, yeah, it's it's... And I didn't have the time to verify that, but if it is true, it's fucking crazy. That's a pretty boss name. Right. And, you know, right out of the gate there, he makes some pretty bold statements. I mean, he, he puts a lot of targets on a lot of different people's backs right there. Um, During this project, James had a code name, and it was Commander Prince. He was part of a 15-member team. The team was then divided into three separate teams, which would all consist of four men and one female. This all had to do with their Kabbalah numerology. When it comes to these mind control operations, apparently they are all multi-generational, which makes sense on a few levels. James claims that with each generation, it becomes easier and easier to mind control them because the genetic memory of a person, it starts to become ingrained into somebody's genetics. These these uh, mind control experiments that his generation keeps having to deal with. It gets it's almost like a like your DNA advanced memory. Advanced evolution. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, because the genetic memory will become more ingrained with all the procedures that they had went through. Also, the NSA is looking for people with psychic ability. Now, it seems that most of the people are of very specific bloodlines, Celtic blue bloodlines. It's an RH negative blood factor, which apparently is extremely rare because the blood actually processes oxygen differently. Also, it's possible that this, all of this, this bloodline, the, the, the Celtic blue blood, all of it is, it is possible that it connects to the Nephilim. So that would be another reason as to why Organizations such as the Illuminati would be chasing down these bloodlines if if they if, if at the very least they thought that it had ties to the Nephilim. Shout out, Frank. Word. Another thing I know I've heard before, but I can't exactly remember where it's at. Oh, never mind. That was in reference to above. Never mind. delete that. Anyways, James starts to explain how after time the walls in your brain begin to break down and you begin to remember all of the horrors you went through, which is why most sleepers quote unquote are killed off before the 30th birthday. And I know we've heard that somewhere. That's from, I told you that about Max Spears. Okay. Well, there you go. There's yep. another link then. Yep. He said that they're almost programmed to kill themselves essentially. Yeah. Overdose. Um, 
car accident. Right. Just, just because at that time you, it's almost like your brain matures enough to start unlocking these memories and you start to remember. And that's the last thing they want you to do. So that's why a lot of these guys suffer from severe drug abuse, alcoholism, depression, anxiety. And I, yeah, I can't remember exactly where this at, but I, I damn near list everything you just fucking yeah, said. That's exactly what Spears. That's exactly what Spears said when I was researching. And I guess in reference to this, the intelligence community has a nice little saying that will involve one of these people offing themselves, and they say it's being thrown from the freedom train. That's fucked up, right? Which is code for the vast amount of civilian victims being used in many mind control experiments. James began to regain his memories and started to remember programs within Mannequin, which is definitely familiar to me. These programs had been placed under Greek letters, which are also specific brain waves, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, theta, and omega, which I know for a fact MKUltra did the exact same thing. They had different programs within MKUltra that used these alpha and beta and delta because of your brain waves. Um, James claims that he could see scalar-based radio sound waves. He could also manipulate them with his mind. He explains how the brain has the ability to receive and give off and also manipulate radio waves. For an example, it's like taking a glass and holding it to your ear and you'll hear this hissing sound which you know holding a conch cell up to your ear you hear In that ocean. Yeah. yeah you hear that and he said that this is actually the noise from the radio waves that your brain is giving off he claims that thoughts are actually these scalar waves james says that during his time at the al 499 base and his training he was installed with different projects. And it's kind of weird because the way I take this, which I know you won't get this reference, Steve, because you haven't watched The Matrix, but True. it's like in The Matrix, Neo, he sits in this chair and they plug something in the back of his head and they can instantly teach him anything. Like literally anything. Teach him how to use guns, fly helicopters, do whatever. So when I'm reading this, like that's the impression I'm getting. Not he didn't specifically come out and say that yeah they plugged me in, but it's just he you know he specifically uses the word he was installed with different projects, and it's just it, it's fucking weird. And then he James also states that because of all this training that he could actually be activated, or he w I think his main goal through his training was that he could be, he was to be activated in large scale events like nine 11. That was kind of like his end game mission or he claims the coming martial law in the United States. Um, now my, my hunch is, is that James was able to start to regress these memories and figure this shit out bef before he's activated. But he also states in the book that he's not done fully regressing himself and that he still possibly has the potential of somehow being activated. And I, I know people are going to bash me for keep going back to Spears, but there was an interview where this 
I don't know his relationship to Spears, but they were out in London or they were in uh, Paris or something at this convention and they were hanging out together. And he said that they were tailed by three different pairs of essentially probably alphabet boys. Right. And they said one specifically kept following Spears around is trying to trigger him. Oh, no shit. To activate. Yeah. That's crazy. Doing doing weird asinine off the wall shit to see if it would take. And I, I'm assuming it didn't because he didn't really freak out, but Spears was in the mindset that this is what he was trying to do. Right. Like he could almost feel it coming on, but he was, he was, he was able to kind of bypass it. Yeah. That mean, and it makes sense if like his brain started to unlock, you know, his, his brain may have, may have, yeah, it's like crossed some, some wires where it, it didn't quite work. Manch- Manchurian candidate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A whole winter that's, soldier that's type situation. Terrifying. Oh yeah. That, that a word or a sound or an action can just. Oh well. Speaking of that, here we go. James was able to get a hold and talk to a a person who was a who worked at this AL four nine nine base, and this guy. I don't know if he was a security or he dealt whatever he dealt in, but he actually was able to tell James how that how you can be activated and it can be as simple as a phone call. So the what here's what happens. One, base security computer finds individual's phone number and dials. Two, assume the individual answers the phone with hello. Base computer then checks voice print. If matched, then the computer program continues. Electrical code signal is sent down the phone line to activate the microchip inside the person's body. Once this happens, the person is then hypnotized and a code is given over the phone. Example would be Lima 1172 Bravo Mike. Then the person awaits further code and instruction. Another electrical signal is sent down the phone line with the remaining code, the puppets are mobile, and it is we who pull the strings. Now the person is ready to receive or send data in regard to their tasks. So th- this person could be, un- unbeknownst to them, have already been activated to go do some recon on whatever, and then they get this phone call, and then that's their way of being like, okay, now give me the recon information, yeah. and this person on the phone has no clue that they're even doing this. Yeah. Just a just a tool. Yeah, that's it. They're just yeah, they're just a tool, and they can't even remember doing the recon mission or doing whatever they had to do, assassinating somebody. Yeah, you know the, what I mean. The the guy in the interview with Max Spears said that he was an assassin. I would not doubt it. What better way to get people? I mean, you you have your scapegoat right there. So crazy. Um. James apparently was very good at remote viewing, so much so that the facility had James remote view extremely secret locations, and James had never been to these locations. He was able to do so. And with all this, he was able to describe these locations in great detail. They put all his files under an Umbra 8 classification, which apparently is eight levels past top secret. It's to the point where if you want to read his files, 
Dude, check get, eight levels past top secret. It gets crazier. If you want, if you if you and me wanted to, we had the clearance and we wanted to go read his files. His files are only in paper form. There's no digital files of this man. And on top of that, they have them scattered in different NSA locations. You cannot get his entire file in one location. What? Why even why even have top secret if there's multiple levels beyond top secret? Right? It, it is bizarre. But <laughs> I love it. It's it's just I insane. And some with some of these secret NSA locations supposedly according to James even have security measures to stop remote viewers from quote unquote breaking into the facility. So they have remote viewing blocking yes technology. Yes. I wonder if they have more powerful remote viewers blocking <laughs> I don't know. Those remote viewers. He didn't really go into detail as to like what they used. It could be anything. It could be like a form of magnetics. Anything that could block a brain, whatever you use to remote view, I mean, whether it's brain waves sense. or whatever, you know. Uh, now, a little change of pace. James wants everyone to know whom is exactly behind these types of experiments. He claims that within these secrets, and this this just sound, it just sounds weird to me. I'm not saying that it ain't fucking real, but it kind of it gets a little wonky. Um, he says that. You know, all of it's ran by these secret societies, but within these secret societies, there are two factions, and it's almost like a cliche. Like, say you have the Illuminati, but you have one sect of the Illuminati that gives a shit about humanity, and the other sect of the Illuminati that doesn't give a good shit and about evil. Hum- yes, it's this whole good and evil battle. He then goes into something that has been popping up here a lot lately. He dives into a little bit about the people running things. But he starts off with fallen angels. But in Hebrew, the fallen angels are called Irin, I-R-I-N, which means those who watch. In Greek, they are known as Grigori, which translates to watchers. Great. There's that word again. Yeah. So this all kind of <laughs> loses me for a little bit. Like, why Why would you bring up all this, all this fallen angel lingo? Apparently, and it did start to reinterest me, obviously because of the Watchers lingo. We've been hearing that a lot here lately, so kind of it did draw me into it. But apparently, all this information throughout history has has been suppressed. Uh, you had rabbis that declared anyone who believed that angels were flesh and blood and came to this earth, you are accursed. So James claims he's like, well, as a matter of fact. These angels are of flesh and blood, but they are not what we think they are. They're extraterrestrial in origin. So, which it, it is kind of mind fucking. It's not that, for me, it's not that far fetched. Which I mean, as we hear like over and over again, when people are dealing with like demonic stuff, yeah. and then they tie that to extraterrestrials. I mean, dude, there's there are people that claim that aliens are demons, yeah, which we've talked about, yeah, which kind of if if but playing, it de- playing but devil's it de- advocate, no pun intended, if they are, if <laughs> demons are aliens, 
then then it's no stretch that they're angels too. Right. You know yeah. No. Mean? Exactly. If, if you if you exactly. buy into all that, if it's one, then it. I, it but I feel like has to be the other. At this point in reading this, and it just kind of hit me right now. I feel like when it when it comes to the label of angels, demons, I feel like that is more perception. You know what I mean? Like because you're you're talking about umpteen dozen million years ago, or not million years ago, but a long fucking time ago. So people's perception of the world is significantly different than where we're at today. And if you saw beings that came out of the sky and one of them was like, I am Michael, I'm a, because we've heard, oh, yeah. we have heard of warrior races that carry shields and, and swords. Cause but if Michael comes down and he's like, I am a warrior. Yeah. You know what, you know what I'm saying? 2,000 years ago, they didn't, they didn't have any, any comprehension of what an alien is. Or what That's what I mean. Like it, it's, per, so it's more perception gonna, based. They're going to tie it to things that they know. Exactly. Tie it, tie it to religious. Exactly. And I'm not things. saying that it's not connected. I just feel like there there is something there might be something to that. It's this is perception like, style. As I'm sitting here and I'm I'm kind of following your notes as you go, it's almost like whatever whatever uh, company was behind messing with this guy. It's like they had an onslaught on all of his senses. And that's you know, they, very well they possible. Went, they went after everything, and now here they are in this. Where they're attacking any, I don't know his religious beliefs, but if he had some, they're going right after it. They're like angel, angels are angels are aliens, uh, demons are aliens, and it's it's like anything that he held on to that kind of made him human. They're making him question it. Uh, that is that it. is a valid point. That is a valid because you know he I mean? like he does state that he hasn't, like I said, he hasn't gone through all the regressions needed to, to fully try to rid himself of all this garbage he's been put through. But it's it's almost like they but it does try tie... to dehumanize him so much. Right. Which right. which ultimately would make you the perfect tool if you have no connection to anything that makes you human. Yeah. But then again, you know, going backwards, they do talk about bloodlines possibly tied to the Nephilim. So I mean, it's, but the Nephilim could be extraterrestrial. That's true too. Like it, it is. It, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna make it for. I'm not married. I'm not married to any idea when it comes yeah. to that shit. But anyways, uh, like I said, all this old school text had been suppressed. But these old these old texts that kind of broke down uh, all the, the the angels and everything else. Uh, which fell into the hands of the secret societies, which kind of screws me a little bit because I know Hitler wanted to find all this type of uh, the these texts and these artifacts. But anyways, they fell into these secret societies, which is why all the, the quote-unquote real secrets of Freemasonry are taught above the 33rd degree. James says that the Watchers came from other planets and landed on Mount Hermon, in the middle of the east. Well, this mountain is actually on the third to thir 33rd degree latitude, which when you enter the 33rd degrees, you enter the Illuminati, de Illuminati degrees and are taught the secrets of the quote-unquote secrets of the angels. So for me, all this you know borderline validates that there is some type of force in the world, one that certain people are able to learn and manifest 
you know, I can't, I can't say I'm sold on exactly what it is. But, you know, if, if you want to believe in, in the word magic, then you believe in the word magic. But I do feel like there is something that certain sections of people on this planet are able to tap into that, for lack of better words, is magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, that they're, makes they're them a like little bit more... More receptive. Yeah, they're, they're more than what we are, or they're capable of more than what we are. Well, like... When we were looking, when we were hanging out last night and we were looking into that Project Sela camp where that race of alien beings talk about sending uh, shit to Earth, but there's only very specific people that can receive it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. It's almost... And which is bizarre if you think about it because that could tie into bloodlines. Yeah. It's all. What have we got ourselves into? I don't know. I don't know. But I it. I don't hate it, but it makes my brain just disintegrate. Do dumb stuff yep. when all of these different, seemingly unconnected, uh, phenomena start to connect. Oh, dude, it's bizarre, and I hate it. So there's that. But yeah, getting back to what you're saying about how everything connects, it's weird. Like it's it's truly weird how we look into this, and it has not. It's not fully connected to this other part, but there are pieces from this that definitely fit into this over there. Yeah, I mean, think think of how many things we've looked into that have had tones of egress and and oh yeah. Here we are, how many months later, six months later, and there's still things we come across. We're like, yeah, damn. Yeah, and whenever I mentioned earlier about how the NSA is looking people looking for people with psychic abilities, like it just, mm-hmm. I, when I read that, I literally got on Discord and I go, all roads lead to egress. Because mm-hmm. it's just, everything we've been looking at, it just constantly goes right back to the one. And it, it, it could be just us forcing that connection. I don't feel like it is, but it is possible. It is. It is bizarre, and I'm gonna. It's almost time to wrap up the episode anyway. Yeah, I got a little bit more to get through because it's just the ending. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Hell yeah. I just want to get through a couple Roll more things, it. and then we'll go ahead and square her off. Um, like I said, it val. You know, all this just kind of validates things. Um, but James claims that with this, there is a price, especially in this this project mannequin. He says that. It will leave you with a type of bloodlust, so to speak, where most people who take part in this will end up committing suicide, having chronic drug and alcohol addictions, develop uh, severe depression and panic disorders, all of it. Which, like you I beat just you said, to the punch, yeah, dog. just like you said, Spears comes out and says the exact same type yeah. of shit. He says that they want you to essentially die before. You can understand what's happening. Yeah, it, 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 your isn't brain that, like it almost like it has to mature enough to start unlocking these things. But isn't that crazy to think about that they have it all pre-planned because they know at a, a, a just say thirty that at thirty your brain does something where whatever they've done to you no longer has its hold on you. Yeah, it starts to break down. Well, I mean, it's just like it's just like living. You know, once you hit thirty, you're pretty much just like. Damn, this kind of sucks. <laughs> so you just you just sort of, sort of destroyed anyway. Well, so you're just unlocking all these other doors. You're like, right? 
sure, they're just using me as a weapon of destruction, but is it really all that bad? <laughs> I could probably deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, James goes on to say that it's disgusting, this, this Project Mannequin, and with a lot of this underground NSA shit, because apparently they they really focus on children and the illuminists will argue that only people trained from childhood can survive what is to come later in their lives and then so you you would ask yourself you'd go well what in what does that even mean what could destroy a soldier you know by seeing or or just taking part in something what, why would it require this hyper dangerous trials for their entire life? Because if they're put through trials that are just mind boggling, like I read one where they'll, they'll put, put you in a room. They ask you a question like, or do you, I forget the question was, but it's more or less like, do you want to know what your future holds? And then you the the subject would go, yes. And then they would put you in a room and then another candidate from the same, uh, program would enter the room but only one of you is leaving the room or as a child yeah Sick. or they would put you in a room with a dangerous animal and one of you is not coming out that and it has and, nothing to do with your future right but it, it has something to. i don't know i don't know it makes the the crazy thing to me is is how many more people are out there that <sighs> Well, I guess if it took place in the 70s to 80s and they killed themselves before 30s, there's probably not that many of them left. But well, he also says this these projects, because this, this was written in 2008. So the projects are continuing. Yes. Which, yeah, that makes sense. How many people are out there that don't know? Yeah, they don't even that, have a clue. That they are part of these things. Because in the next episode, which I've got a little bit more to say right here, I'll go ahead and do it because it, it is in reference to what I just said about how, you know, what 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 could happen. And it's kind of crazy because Steve went, Steve had this theory earlier on in our shows, but the answer is terrifying. Operatives of Project Mannequin will come face-to-face with extremely malevolent and terrifying extraterrestrial and extra-dimensional life forms. They're known as Xeon breeds. And they are so terrifying to witness that just just seeing them could kill you. Told or, you. Or break. Make just, your mind melt. Just splinter your brain into a million pieces. I told you. And I just thought that that was kind of ironic. Like, we've had this conversation before. Like, and to read it. I've been calling this, that. Yeah, no, you since have. Since day one. You have. We and, have defense mechanisms in our brain. Yeah. That there, Like I said, there's probably so probably some sort of ninth dimensional being sitting between us right now that we can't comprehend. Yeah, probably trying. And they're like, I wish these two dopes would unlock the keys in their brain so they can see me so their brains will explode and we won't have to listen to them anymore. And then I eat them. Yeah, and they eat us. Sick. But yeah, the ending here is uh, James. We are just dumb enough to keep ourselves safe. Which I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, James claims that this actually happened during the Dulce battle. Scientists at this facility were taken hostage by reptilian life forms who had been working for the United States after the special forces 
were done with that. They all had to be hypnotized and drugged just to be able to cope with what yeah. they went through down there. You heard about the same shit in Montauk, Montauk when they yeah. opened the portal. Yeah. When it, when it, whatever the hell that thing was came through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Dude, like, it, it, I it, told it, you, you heard it here first. You heard it here first two years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the book was written in 2008, but I didn't read it. I haven't read it. That's true. So, so it doesn't count. But I just, like, I'm just reading this on a whim. You know, because every, every, as far as research goes, it's always a whim. We just always pick something at the last minute, write about it, and go go full throttle. But We're not very good researchers. No. But look at how many things it this alone has referenced in our past two years of doing this. Yeah. It just referenced Dulce. It's referenced Montauk. Um, interdimensional beings. Interdimensional shit. All, all types of just crazy sh- The Watchers. All types of crazy shit right out of the gate. And I'm just like, this is... This is... A, it's awesome because it does tie into everything. But it's just so bizarre when everything is linking up. I don't know. It doesn't even make sense at this point. It just, like you said, just melt your brain into a million pieces. And you just want to go, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to go eat an Oreo. Wish I had an Oreo right now. Word. I'm excited to start part two and crack the last monster assault of its kind. R.I.P. Monster Assault. It is the last one on the face of the earth. It's going to be a great show. I hope so. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in with us today. Make sure you come back next week to hear part two on this depressing ride. It is pretty shitty. It gets worse. And just remember, I... Actually, I'll save that for the end of the show. Anyway, check us out at all our social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Come and hang out with us. You know the deal. Until next time, stay weird. Stay safe. And I called the unfathomable interdimensional beings before we got to this episode.